This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, you are listening to the 1912 XLs podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. I am Ed, I'm your host. Uh, We are going to be reviewing in a moment the defeat at Mansfield yesterday. Before that, I've got a couple of parish notices. Um, Those of you who have been following us on social media will be aware that we are plugging very, very heavily the fact that we have some Christmas merch coming out. Um, We have a range of wonderful fridge magnets with an artistic photograph of Rodney Parade, the 1912 Exiles logo, and our favourite thing in the world, a steaming hot cup of Bovril. Uh, It looks very nice. There's pictures of it on social media. Um, We would love it if if those of you who listen to the pod and like what we do would buy one, um, they make a perfect stocking filler for a loved one uh, and the money raised goes into helping the podcast. So if you would like to buy one, then you can go to our uh, Ko-Fi account. There's a link in the show, now, show notes. And if you sling us a tenner through that and send us your postage details, then we will pop one in the post to you. Um, so do have a look at that. The other thing that we need to promote is the fact that we are up for an award, the Football Supporters Association podcast award. We're up against some very, very stiff competition from higher up the divisions. Um, There is again a link in the show notes. If you can spare just a couple of minutes to cast a vote for us, we would love it. Um, Some of the gang will be at the swanky awards due uh, and doubtless will report back on progress. Um, That's it in terms of notices. Now it's time, unfortunately, to talk about football. Uh, County fell to an away defeat at Mansfield yesterday, as you will know. The first ever really tough double header against promotion chasers in the division. Um, we've obviously got Stockport next Saturday at Rodney Parade, who were my tip to win the title this year. So um, it's going to be yeah a tough fortnight. Uh, coming up later in the pod, we've got insights from Ian Street, who once again was our man on the Northern Beat uh, and caught up with uh, a few regulars on the pod uh, on the way. But before we hear from Ian... 
I thought it might be useful to get an opposition perspective, uh, as we haven't done that for a little while. What did Mansfield make of Newport? How did we compare to other sides they've faced so far this season? Um, And to help me in that quest, uh, I caught up with Craig from the Mansfield Matters podcast. So let's pitch to that. Hi, Craig. Thanks for coming on the pod. No, no worries. Uh, thanks for having me on bright and early on a on a Sunday morning. But it's always nice to get out of the bed with three points in the bag, isn't it? Not so well, much. so I hear. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't remember the last time we managed it, but um, yeah, we'll 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 come to the game in a moment, um, and as also hear what you made of Newport. But um, tell us a little bit about your season first of all, because there's. There's something quite reassuring, I think, about Newport County versus Mansfield Town games. We're the two longest serving sides in the fourth division currently and playing each other twice a season for 10 years. It's given the game a feeling of familiarity. It's a little bit like seeing distant cousins at a family wedding or something. So um, how are, how are Mansfield going? And might this be our last trip to Field Mill for a while, given uh, yeah the lofty heights of the table where you find yourself? Well, I hope so. I mean, it goes a little bit back longer than that, doesn't it? Going back to the the, the horrible days, which nobody wants to talk about in the conference. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think this year we, we've, we're in a very good uh, position. We've we've built over, you know, three seasons or so with, with Nigel Clough. We've really kept, you know, him at the helm and really stayed patient. Thanks in no small part to your manager, Graham Coughlin, being absolutely uh, woeful in the in the COVID times. Um, but no, I do feel sorry a little bit for Graham. We can come on to that later if you want. Um, but I think it's one of those things, isn't it, where football's such a harsh game and you see the, the turnover of managers get shorter and shorter and shorter every single season. But Mansfield were guilty of that in the past. But with Nigel Clough, they've, they've really kept him. And even after losing out the, the playoff final a couple of seasons ago, kept the faith with him. Did it again last season when we fell short by a goal in terms of even reaching the playoffs. And I've just allowed him to to build a squad and, and really keep the, the lads together and find some momentum. Make no bones about it. He said it in his post-match interview yesterday that this season is probably the hardest season in terms of League Two to get out of because there's probably maybe, I don't know, 14, maybe 12 teams that are all vying for that top seven spot and similar for, for the top three. And if anybody slips up, somebody will take advantage. You know, four or five weeks ago, we were maybe sort of sitting in sixth, seventh and Teams like Notts County and Wrexham have sort of dropped off a little bit and we've capitalised on it by moving ourselves up the table. Stockport at the moment are absolutely ramping it and running away with it. We're one of the only teams, I think the only team to you know, even beat them this season. So it's all about staying focused and, and getting there. Fortunately, Touchwood this time around, we've, we've got a, a depth of squad capable of doing it. When somebody misses out, we've got players to bring in in the right positions where we've not had that in previous years. So who knows? Come the end of the season, it could well be farewell for a, for a while. But no, now look, Carabao Cup first round draw. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, you talking about squad depth made me feel immediately jealous. I think, yeah, it was it was there for all to see yesterday. The the yeah. level of quality that you had on your bench compared to uh, yeah, what limited options we had to to call on uh, on ours. And yeah, you're right. It's such a competitive division this year. I mean, I expected Mansfield to be top half, but because of the the quality and the spending power of some of the sides. I don't think I expected to see you quite as high as you are, but um, yeah, fair play. You have uh, you've absolutely been kind of bossing it. Um, you did mention <coughs> Graham Coughlin, um, and and I do just want to quickly dwell on that for a moment because I I did see uh someone I think it might even have been your your podcast being quoted as saying you know that him and Joe Dunn great people but you know terrible managers terrible coaches uh, th- there's clearly not a, a lot of uh love for them amongst Mansfield fans but why why do you think that is do you know what I think honestly if it was an 
what a lot of people forget now is that Joe Dorn and Graham Coughlin were at Mansfield at the worst time possible for football. And they've obviously got this terrible record. And that is why they're sort of looked at in this frame of they're the worst managers. Because statistically, they are the worst pair that have ever been at Mansfield. It, it was We were fortunate that they managed to pull the trigger when they did in terms of, of, of sacking them. And he came for the wrong reasons as well. He was obviously... D- Riding the crest of a wave after Daryl Clark left Bristol Rovers, came to Mansfield at a time where the end of the previous season we'd lost in the in the playoff semi-finals, sacked David Flickcroft, which was a mistake, and even the, the owners were a little bit at odds with each other at, at the time over it as well, um, which is never a good thing when you're a married couple, um, <laughs> and then replaced him with a youth team manager who didn't even want the job. He was basically told to have the job and take it on, and all the players had lost respect for him. So he comes in... And he's got this dressing room, which is all over the place. He's got to try and pick him up. And to be fair, if you look at his spell in two spells, pre-COVID and during COVID, the pre-COVID spell was actually doing all right. He was starting to get the lads playing again. And then COVID hit. How on earth do you manage a squad, which you know in two months time, you're going to be disbanding anyway and getting rid of and rebuilding, but keeping them ticking over, training remotely and all of that stuff. And then eventually rebuilding a squad in a time where you couldn't, socialise with anybody outside of a sort of a, a working setting. You couldn't really do anything. Any players that you moved up to the area couldn't socialise. They had to stay in the hotel. It was a mess and you just could not do anything. And that's why he failed really. And, you know, no wins in his first nine games. He, he had to go. I used to work at football and community at the time. So I actually sort of got to see Graham and, and Joe a little bit. And some of the chats we would have on match day when he was talking to the mascots and stuff and, things like that. It was all sort of pro-community and really spoke really well. And one thing I liked him about him as a fan, he was honest. He mm. said, you know, if the players are letting me down, I'm not going to hold back, but I'll protect them at the same time. And I know he's done similar with, with you guys. Yeah. And actually, it was quite lovely yesterday to see at the start of the game, managers shake hands, Nigel Clough goes on to him. John Radford, the owner, was, was over for it as well. And he was pitch side prior to the game, shook his hand, brought them both together, had a photo. They had quite a little nice moment, which was, I think, basically saying, we appreciate what you did at the worst time possible for anybody at a football club, and we wish you well. And I do genuinely wish him well at Newport. And he started quite well, didn't he? He was sort of up at, you know, six at at one point, and then the injuries hit. And unlike us, you've not got the money, you've not got the strength in depth, and and that's where he's, he's going to struggle. And yesterday, I felt that, if we'd have scored the penalty in the first half, we'd have probably put six or seven past you, but it was just the time of the goals. And I tell you what, I said to my friend at half time, they will come out fighting second half. And that second goal is important because there was a moment before we scored that second where I thought we're on the ropes here. And if you score, we're in one hell of a game. So I think he'll serve you well, but you just need to get some, some players back. And as much as we'll sort of slate him for his managerial statistics, actually do turn around and say, Hats off to you because it was the worst time ever to manage a football club. And, you know, I personally wouldn't have liked that job. So we wish him all, all the very best. If it was, uh, you know, a Steve Evans character who was a snake and <laughs> rushed off to Peterborough via China or, you know, one of those type managers, that's when the boost come. But it speaks volumes that he didn't really get booed. He didn't really get slagged off. Boffer, maybe a minuscule 0.5% of a fan that just looks at the stats and don't realise the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's that's all true. And he's certainly been well regarded for what he's done with us so far this season. You know, we've had a, a lumpy set of fixtures. We had a relatively easier set of fixtures, kind of August, September. We then had a very difficult 
October, November, you know, playing you and Stockport on consecutive weekends is uh, is not what you'd arguably want. But then I was texting the the um, podcast WhatsApp group yesterday, you know, in December, we've got Tranmere, Forest Green, Grimsby, Crew. So, you know, there's, there's uh, fixtures coming up that we need to win. I don't think anyone looked at Mansfield away yesterday and, uh, and fancied us to get a great deal from it. But I mean, yeah, let's come on to the game because from a distance, um, it looked like it was, yeah, a kind of routine home win. You took the lead after five minutes from um, Davis Keeler Dunn, who always impresses me whenever he plays against County. And then, you know, he doubled the lead in the second half. Um, and apart from, yeah, Nick Townsend saving that penalty and, um, you know, pulling off a few other saves. Do you ever feel that game was particularly in doubt? I mean, you said start the second half, we maybe gave it a bit of a go, but it, it looked fairly comfortable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The only time I thought the game was in doubt was that five-minute period at the start of the second half because I knew Graham would motivate the boys and really get them to come out and start playing because they, they just stood off in the first half. We got that As soon as we got that first goal, they stood off and, and backed off and backed off. And to be fair, you know, we were probably wasteful with a few of our chances. The, the penalty was, a, you know, a, a stonewall, as you'll ever see. But um, there was such a delay in terms of him, him taking it. He was stood looking at the ball for a long time. Reese has just had a baby this week as well. So I think he really wanted to get that goal to seal off the week. And he had almost too long to stand and look at the ball. And when you've got a, a figure like Nick Townsend looking at you as well, you know it's always going to get in your mind. He's got a good record with penalties as well, hasn't he? So I always knew that one might be... Uh, in doubt, then he saves it and then his confidence goes and we sort of drop off as a squad a little bit, but we're never really out of the game. We're in control. We play some good football. We just don't put the ball in the back of the net. One nil was almost always dangerous. And then like we say, you know, that first five minutes, you really came at us and give us a go. And that's why I think you'll be all right. I think as, as long as he can get you to do that, but over a more sustained period and keep that belief going, you'll be all right. And I think as long as it was one nil, you're always in that game. But as soon as Keeler Dunn scored that that second goal, it was it was game over and really we were sort of in, in cruise control. And, you know, I, I don't think you, you're a bad side. I don't think you're the worst, one of the worst sides I've, I've seen this season. There's some potential there. But at the moment, we have got the complete opposite of you. We are brimming with confidence, whereas, you know, one little punch keeps you down for, you know, 30 minutes in a game. And, and that really does kill sides. And, and that's ultimately the difference in football at, at the minute. And, you know, we probably should have scored a few more goals, but we kept a clean sheet and that's what Nigel Clough would have been pleased at most, keeping the clean sheet, getting the two goals and, and just playing the way we did. Yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I think that's, yeah, it was just kind of one of those games. And I think looking at it from, you know, the outside, I think most County fans would say fair play to, to Mansfield for the pro- professionalism they showed to win that game and for getting where you are in in the league, you know, against the likes of... Notts County, uh, our six-finger cousins from uh, North Wales, uh, you know, the likes of Salford throwing money about. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's good to see a kind of proper club um, going as well as you are. Um, one thing I've got to ask you, because a few people said about it yesterday, what's going on with the third stand at Mansfield at the moment? Because you've got, you know, the the two proper ends, you've got the proper stand, and then you've got the, the, the building site. So what's going on with the building site at Field Mill? Oh, nothing will ever get sorted with that. There's so many sort of bits of red tape and what have you. Basically, when they they rebuilt the ground, I can't remember the old field mill. I'm too young to remember. I always remember it as it is, but I do remember Bishop Street being open uh, a few times. I know the old press box is in there and what have you, and the gantries above it. The problem is there's so much red tape. Whilst the demand's there for you know our fans to sort of come in and, and maybe utilise it a little bit more, it's it's just so difficult to do anything with it. You could f- potentially flatten it, but then you think, is there anything structurally wrong with it? 
there's access issues with the the streets and, and what have you behind it works as it is keep it covered up the gantries on top of it the only thing you could probably potentially do is look to make a little bit of a terracing in the corner but we've made a mistake there rod for our own backs we've whacked a even before the scoreboard that's there now, some genius thought, oh, we'll buy some pitch side boardings from Wembley, flip them the other way up and turn it into a scoreboard. Never worked. It was gigantic. Worked for about two games and was a massive eyesore. But that's now in the way. That structure's in the way of the only thing we could do in, in that corner. So, I don't know. I think a lot of older Stags fans will probably not like this statement. But I think if we ever do progress to you know, a top-end League One pushing championship, which we do hope will come. It won't come in the immediate, you know, five years or so, but in the next decade or so, if we do start to get that constant demand, we'll move more than than do anything with that stand. It is what it is. And do you know what it is? It's character. Yeah. yeah. Character, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, all the best for, for the rest of the season, Craig. We will... Uh... Yeah, look forward to catching up, no doubt, later on in the season. Um, So those were Craig's reflections. um, But what did county fans make of it all? Well, who better to send a report than Ian Street, our man on the Northern Beat? Uh, Ian sent us his match diary within seconds of the final whistle yesterday, displaying the sort of efficiency that the likes of Jack or Reese could only ever dream of. So without further ado, let's hear how Ian got on. Hello and welcome to the north, or, well, the south the south this is for me sort of midlands i guess it's east midlands we're back in nottinghamshire um i wasn't going to come today i i I didn't think i was going to make it but i managed to get short up down so we're here couldn't take the train because it's two hours 40 minutes from leeds that's a nightmare but hour and a bit on the way we're all right got here i'm not happy with the ticketing arrangement i've actually slept right to the other end of the ground i absolutely baffled the entire uh, ticketing officing crew by asking for a ticket for the away end which seemed to send the whole computer system into uh in a meltdown uh, but I've got one, I've got in, I've got a pie, I've got a pie, I'm disappointed by the pie. Tika pie, three out of ten. It's been it's been left stewing ever too long, the moisture's gone out of it. <laughs> Never mind soggy bottom, it's a very hard bottom. But, as you know, the pod runs on Bovril, I've got my Bovril here. And for Bovril aficionados amongst us, as Ed often takes his own herbs into the ground with him. But what he did say, he said, what you've got to do is put a sachet of pepper on top of your bovril stir it in and I, it makes sense to me you know beef and pepper works well doesn't it so i've done that today i'll seems okay it's not it's not it's not blowing my mind but you know and i've walked into the way and i got in there was only one turnstile working so we stumbled our way in the coach seems to have crashed through some barriers on the way in don't quite know what's happening out there but anyway there's some reprobates here ollie's here dan's here Stu's here so there's uh i used to go away games so there was no one here but now like People are flooded in. Glory hunters, that's what it is. I'm going to tell you a little story about Mansfield when I get in the ground and describe it. But they've had a good start, haven't they? They haven't lost. I'm not sure I've seen us win this season. The confluence of those two things means that we're bound to win today. That's what I would say. Someone, someone's, someone's got to give on it. Do you know what I mean? They've got to lose at some point. Why not today? Although just been chatting to Stu about the team which we'll come on to in a second uh, well Stu what's this team because I'm not 100% certain about this go on run us through what's going on I have no idea um, it's a bit of a weird one we're trying to work out if it's a back three or a back four we've got weight and wood in the same lineup, which seems like they seem to be lightweight they seem to be no swapped for each yeah. other so I don't know three-five-two with uh, Wood and Morris midfield. Which are we, th- to, are we going to play Payne and Bonswell as the wing backs? We think in. I think so. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be Bennett. I think McLaughlin will play centre back maybe because he played there Tuesday. But I really don't know honestly. Yeah. So we have no idea what's going to happen. But there will have been some score predictions on the bus. Ollie, how are we feeling? 
as you said, I feel like every time every time Mansfield play a game, there's always got to be a chance that they're going to lose it, and why not today? So I've gone 1-0 for the county, Omar Bogle. Oh, it's a classic scoreline, classic scoreline. Stu, what have you got on the bus? I've got one each, Bryn Morris, just to be awkward and try and win some money. Yeah, yeah. Dan, what have you got? I've gone 3-0, Will Evans hat trick. I, I you think, haven't. I genuinely am. I think I think Dan might have had a pint. I might have had a couple of pints. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's no point going if you don't think they're going to win. Go big or go home. Yeah, exactly. And I think with uh, McLaughlin playing in midfield, Bennett in behind, we're going to smash them today. Right. They're going to lose today. I'm, lose. I, I'm loving that. I, I, I'm usually quite optimistic. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I can't follow that. I, I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Which for me is we're going to get. I think we can get something today. What I'm hoping it's not is our last visit to Nottinghamshire was a calamitous shambles at Notts County. We're not far away, so I'm hoping that we don't do that. And that the Gillingham people here amongst us who will tell us win at the Gills, they're going to bring on a bit of that luck. So we'll get on the ground. I'm going to try this peppered bob roll. We're going to get in the ground and see what it's all about. So we're in the ground. Um, it's a really odd one, this to me, Mansfield, because it's a. In some respects, it's a it's a nice ground for this level, and it's, you know, it's got a cracking main stand, double tier down one side. Just being outside that, there's you know they've got um, fan zone and bars, and it's good atmosphere outside there. And then down the other end, single tiered um, home end covered all seats, and the same up at the away end uh, where we are. Uh, although strangely. Um, when I was first here, which was back in about 1986, I think, the ends was different, so we were down the far end. And back in them days, it was an open terrace. And I remember arriving on Tuesday night, it was pouring with rain. Um, I was about 10 minutes late, and they'd, all, they'd already shut up the turnstiles, so I couldn't get in. So I had, to, I had to get in, I had to come up at the omen, get in the omen, and then persuade a steward, it's in the days when there was fences everywhere and all that, to let me out onto the side of the pitch walk around the pitch up to the sparsely populated away end to gaze up at uh, Alan Prickett for those who might remember him terrifying figure standing there going Ian what are you doing in the home end I'm just trying to get out of it I'm just trying to get out of it Alan back in the, back in the away end um, it was very cold very wet and I'm pretty sure I can't remember I think we lost about 2-0 um, I haven't had great luck coming here to be honest I've been here quite a few times and um, we, we seem to struggle most times. It's a tricky place to come, and I think that'll be the same today. I mean, they're unbeaten, as we said, so um, they've got to lose some time. The pitch looks heavy, actually. There's a lot of... You can see this could, could cut up a little bit. Um, but then, then, then coming back to the ground, apologies, sorry, on, the, on the, the side opposite the main stand, there's nothing. It's all derelict. There's, there's, the, there's like what was an old terrace. There's a bit of um, advertising. Um, but basically it's a three-sided ground and I mean that's nobody wants to be in a three-sided ground do they so I'm sure Mansfield will have plans I'm sure they'll have plans but it, you know if they built something really decent on that side it'd be great but at the minute yeah it's a bit meh um, floodlight watch standard utilitarian uh, nothing special uh, three out of ten um, so yeah that's the ground we've got about ten minutes to kick off it's going to be a bit of a battle, I think, but we'll see how we go. So as I'm supping me Bovril, don't forget, Bovril 1912 fridge magnets. 
available through our Kofi accounts. Drop us a tenner, we'll send you a magnet. Perfect stocking filler for everybody. And while you're out there, you better have voted for us in the Football Supporters Association Club Podcast of the Year. Um, you've got till oh, terribly loud. You've got till Monday, I think, or even maybe tomorrow. You've got to vote for us. So get it done. Go to the FSA website. We'll put a link in the pod notes as well. Um, we're up against some minnows like Leeds United, Arsenal, Fulham, um, Liverpool. What do they know about football? None of them, right? Us and Cambridge United. We're the, we're the minnows in this, and we're the minnowest of the minnows. Uh, I think me and me and Mad Jack are off down to London for the uh, for the prize giving. So that could be fun. Let's see how it goes. Right, I thought Stu was in. I thought, where's Fraser? Is he like, is he giving up? But he's here, he's here. Fraser, what have you gone for today on the score front? What have you gone for on the bus? Are you sticking with that? I've gone for 1 1 Bogle on the bus. I think I'm going to stick with it. 1 1 Bogle to score. Happy days. No one's going for us to lose. So just saying. Hello. Elvis is kicking off. He's alive. And living in bloody Mansfield. <laughs> Teams are out and we're playing in all whites, which is okay today because they play in, I would say, yellow and blue. But they clearly got some schizophrenic issues because they played a song about them playing in amber and blue, but all the fans are chanting yellow. So it's yellow and blue to me. Ollie clearly knows he's got an inside knowledge to the kit man, clearly, because. Every time I've been away with Ollie this season, we've worn a different kit, and Ollie's wearing the kit. Ollie's in his white, we're in white, everything's, everything's right with the world. Chance in the first minute there for us. Nicely worked. I thought Morris was going to have a dig. He played it to Evans, touched it back to Bogle, who broke through, had to snatch at it, put it over the bar. We're not going to get too many, I don't think, so we need to make them count. But early on, we got an early tactics truck here. We're talking about inversions and all sorts of things. We think we're playing Delaney, uh, Benno, and McLaughlin as the three. Payne at right wing back. Bonswell at left wing back. Morris as the sitting pivot. And then the inverted two, um, Wood and Waite, pushing on with then Evans, who's also going to drop back into the midfield by the look and bogle up on his own. Is that how we're seeing it, Stu? Have I described that in a perfect order? Yeah, perfect. I would say so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dearie, dearie, dearie me. We're already, we're already one down. Could be a long haul in Nottinghamshire today. There wasn't really anything massively dangerous there. They played a nice ball out to the wing. Me and Stu just been saying me like a team with width. They had it there, they got the ball in. The easiest thing to do would have just been put that ball out and settle for the corner. There wasn't any real pressure. All we've done is knock it back into a dangerous area and they, the guys just run onto it and slot it in the corner just got to put that ball out when you see put it out another good chance for us there I mean Mansfield are playing with a good width but we broke up the field there Evans had the ball and you're just thinking it's just outside the box just hit it hit it hit it took an extra touch they closed him down it's gone for a corner I'm just counting up to see if Mansfield have actually got 12 men on the pitch because they seem to have they seem to be definitely they, they, they've got a guy out here on the on their on their uh, right who's just hugging the touchline, finding lots of space. But when the ball goes into the middle, they seem to be outmanning us in midfield as well. So it's uh, we've got we've got a bit of a worry at the minute. It's all a little bit easy. We're 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 too static and we're too narrow. And Mansfield are able to just cut through us. Uh, they look quicker. It is a penalty to be brought down. 
it's a bit easy but it was always going to happen once you make contact once he's gone past you it's going to be a penalty but just looking down Dan is not happy <laughs> he might have had a pint <laughs> so here we go penalty live I'm not going to get too excited unless Nick saves it What a save that is. I didn't want to speak too early. What a save that was. Wow. It's it well. Townsend's gone the right way. Got a lot on it. And I thought, oh, we're going to get punished because he's pushed it right back out. And then they've, it's been an almighty scramble. The ball's gone hither and thither. But we've kept that out somehow. Now, is that the lifeline we need? Can we start running around with a bit of purpose? Can we start marking people? Can we show some movement? Can we show some wit? All these things, that's what, we, that's what needs to happen because we are under the pump. Half-time. It's only 1-0. What are we thinking? Ollie? I think the scoreline flatters us a little bit. It's mostly been Mansfield, as you've already said. It feels like they've got 13 men, let alone 11. Just not playing how we should be we're playing wide when we're defending and narrow when we're attacking players aren't playing where they're meant to be it feels very much like square pegs in round holes I think the quicker the second half goes the better <laughs> Stu what are we, <laughs> what are we thinking I couldn't hear Ollie because of the Blair and Oasis but um, they've completely bossed the half haven't they they've, they're really fluid in attack they've got lovely movement they're a pleasure to watch sadly we're just static and one-dimensional. I'm an optimist at heart, so I think at 1-0 you've always got a chance, but do I think we're going to do it? I don't know. <laughs> a I mean, draw. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is is that, obviously, if the penalty had gone in, yeah. you could have seen it. You, you could have, yeah, it would have been a game over. It was not, we're not going to come back from 2-0 down. But at 1, we've always got a chance. We've always got a chance. And to be fair, we have had a couple of chances in this game. Uh, half chances, maybe. But... Um, yeah, we were just saying. I feel really. I feel a bit sorry for Matty Bonswell, who is playing in the wing back position. But every time he gets the ball, he looks up. There's no one there. There's no one in front of him, and he's obviously he's a bit nervous to go pinging up himself because he's leaving a massive hole behind, which they're exploiting. Which switched fellow fellow tactics fans is why I like a four four two. Maybe we're not with our current personnel, but uh, it, it, yeah, I feel for him a bit today. He's a bit isolated. Still, it's only one 0 they put, the, they put the, the water in the pitch again let's see what happens now then we're in the second half and Seb Palmer Holden has come on I tell you what is this the cavalry have started to arrive he's come on for wood it's good to see so uh, be really hopefully he's fit let's see what he can do obviously we've got to get the ball to him first and not concede at the other end which we almost did right here we go oh just when you're thinking you know we maybe start to change things Evans playing as the number 10 behind uh, Holden and, uh, and and Omar and Evans has lost the ball in the middle of the park he wasn't strong enough in the challenge there for me and Mansfield have literally just strolled through They've had better runners off the ball all game and they've slid the ball through and a guy's just tucked it past uh, past Townsend. Made it look easy. Really frustrating. We need to really stay in this game for the next five minutes because we could we could get we could get difficult. 
back on. Another sub, trying to, uh, like a Dutch person, trying to put his finger in the dike. Bonswell's gone off, and uh, Clark has come back on. So, yes, the troops are slowly returning. Oh, off the line, almost that. Corner swung in, Morris at the back post, got his head to it. Over the keeper, bodies on the bodies on the on the line as they should be for Mansfield. Get it clear. Best move of the game for us there. Played the ball beautifully down the right hand side, and Payne slotted a lovely ball into Bogle, who first time squared it to Evans, who was steaming in, got a great connection straight at the keeper, made it made a straightforward save. But either side of the keeper, that was in. Well, the game's petering out here. They're into injury time. We've often puffed, but. We haven't looked like blowing any houses down today. Stu, what's your, what's your thoughts? I think it's just an exhausted squad. I mean, we, we can only ever bring on two subs, which makes it worse. Mansfield bringing on loads of fresh players, lots of quality. They've just bossed us completely today. Yeah. We didn't deserve anything. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie? It's a nice stadium. You're all see that, Matt. Onwards to, Mo- uh, onwards to Stockport next Saturday. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a nice easy game, won't it? <laughs> yeah, it, there's nothing really from today. We can't take any positives. I mean, they've tried, they've done their best. They've tried their hardest. They're they're keeping going right to the end. But Mansfield look a, look a good outfit. To be fair, you've got to give credit where credit is due, and they, they they've they've moved the ball well. They've moved their positional uh, play well. They've had a lot of width, uh, and they look they look a good outfit. And I I'd be very surprised if they're not in the they're not in the top three come the end of the season uh, so fair play to them onwards and upwards see you in another northern town keep it safe and keep it county cheers all away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.